People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello, and how the devil are you all? I hope you're all keeping well, despite what's going on in the world, obviously. I think it's 148 countries now affected with uh, COVID-19, so there's no escaping it. All we can do is minimise the risk, I suppose. Right, tonight Tyler Kennedy comes on from Oregon to tell us about a Sasquatch encounter, uh, which is very really interesting. There's some points that crop up in the story, which, you know, and I, I raise a couple of um, theories, if you like, and but... You see these things in these encounters so often with all different types of cryptid and it just makes you wonder, you know, it gets your brain ticking over what's what's behind that. Uh, so look for that coming up shortly. Obviously with what's going on in the world, me and Aaron are able to meet up as often as we'd like um, to do the show. So what we decided to do, if it's possible, we're going to record straight onto Patreon, or straight onto Audio Boom. Um, so... You will get something, even if it's just a short episode, maybe it's Power on the News or um, a little ghost story, whatever. We're going to try and just jump on there and record. So if you listen to us via Patreon, then obviously it'll come up in the feed there. Um, on Audio Boom, we're nearly at a million downloads since we've moved there. So again, you know, that's all thanks to you. If you know anybody that'll be interested in this, or you can post it on your social media or wherever, you know, get the, get the word out there. Keep keep uh, sharing it as much as you can and uh, you know we'll get up to that that millionth download uh, since moving to audio boom which would be really cool but obviously regarding future shows so if you know anybody or yourself have got a paranormal story that you want to share then just uh, email me at supernaturalpod at gmail.com and I'll get you on the show because I think that's going to be the easiest way to put shows out at the moment is to get uh, listener stories uh, obviously we can do that remotely so that's ideal Okay, just quickly on reviews then before we get into the show. Love this podcast. How the devil are you? These guys are so great to listen to. Best supernatural podcast to come out of Hull. Um, definitely the best supernatural podcast to come out of Hull. This is from Craig in Stafford, but we are actually based in Grimsby, which is just over the river from Hull. This one says, not the best. This is from John D. Price. Uh, he says, having listened to a lot of paranormal podcasts, I have to say this isn't the best. The storytelling is very light. And the production value is very low. It's literally just two guys chatting about paranormal stuff rather than a proper formatted show with detailed storyline and investigation into stories at hand. Yeah, that's kind of what it's meant to be. Great listening, another five-star one from Adfo. Um, These guys bounce off each other brilliantly. The content is fantastic. Well worth a listen. And that's from Adam. Thank you very much for that. Uh, And this one says, like being with mates. This is from... White Sharp Phil, I'm going to say. Uh, brilliant, these guys have loads to talk about. Have me interested in subjects that I thought boring. Well, there you go. You know, that's what we're here to do. So thank you very much for that, Phil. And then I had Dan on from um, This Week in History. And so I just wanted to say uh, thanks to Sniper Warlock, uh, who went on to iTunes and reviewed Dan's show after hearing him on here. So thank you very much for that. Okay, so that's reviews. Keep them coming. 
um, wherever you listen to the podcast, if it allows you to leave a review, then leave one. Uh, you know, it makes a massive difference. Obviously, if you can, you know, I know these are hard times, but join the Patreon. There will be extra shows on there, so that's all there for your listening pleasure. Right, uh, I think that's housekeeping done. Obviously, when I've got Aaron here, we'll do a bit more. Okay, that being said, let's get on with the show. I want to thank Tyler very much for coming on. Okay, so sit back and relax and let's listen to Tyler Kennedy's Sasquatch Encounter. Just one quick thing to mention before we listen. Uh, It was recorded on Skype mobile, uh, so obviously the audio quality is not great in parts, uh, but that's just the nature of the beast. So bear that in mind. So, uh... Uh, Tyler Kennedy, and I'm from uh, Portland, Oregon area, and uh, my encounter actually took place in the Mountain National Forest outside of Estacada, Oregon. Uh, I was uh, up there um, hanging out, I've uh, been interested in Bigfoot for some time, and uh, found Sasquatch Chronicles on, uh, on my cast, uh, my, my cast, that I use. Uh, one day just looking for out of the blue weird stuff to start getting into. And from there, it kind of took off. And I pretty soon found myself out investigating in my local areas. Um, I, uh, I decided to go out there one day. Uh, I'm sitting, I get my, get my car and I head up to, uh, to a place called Squaw Mountain. Uh, outside of Estacada, Oregon, and uh, headed up the mountain. I find a nice little little spot, and uh, call uh, call blasting on my in my car. I get a call back, and uh, nothing else really happened after that for that, that time being. That got me super super interested in it. Obviously, I mean I didn't recognize the sound it made. So uh, one day. Uh, I think it was a few weeks later after that, I decided to go back up and try my luck again. So I, uh, I go up uh, a little, little past my original spot, and uh, I'm sitting there. I find a dead end road, and I'm sitting there in my car. And uh, I, had, I had gotten out of my car for when I first pulled up to the spot. I got out and sat down, kind of uh, escaping from escaping from the city streets, uh, letting it unload. And uh, just hung out there for quite some time, actually. And I'm uh, at this point kind of ready, getting bored, and I'm kind of ready to put on some uh, audio or something. So I uh, get into my car and I put on Sasquatch Chronicles, and I started uh, started this episode uh, of call of, of supposed Sasquatch calls. And I had rolled down all my windows on my Subaru. And was blasting away this audio when off to the left, I get a response. And it was nothing like the first response I had heard. It was, it was super, super creepy. It started at like a low pitch. It ended at like a ice cream howling. Uh, I don't know exactly how to it, explain it. It was it was super eerie. It sent the hairs on my arms up instantly. Um, and within milliseconds after hearing that, I hear this click, click, 
right to the back right side of my vehicle. What I, what I to this day think was little tiny pebbles or something hitting the back passenger side of my car. Okay. And within moments, uh, uh, seconds, sorry, within seconds after I hear these little clicks, uh, it, what I can only describe as a boulder or a log just comes careening into the side of my car. It shook my car so bad, and me, so bad, I could hear my leaf springs squeaking on metal on metal. It was like, it was rough. And I instantly started freaking out. Um, I went, I looked back behind me to see if I could see anything, and there was nothing there. What a great feeling of elation, until I realized that all of my windows were down. Uh, so anything at that point, whether it's seen or not seen, could just grab, snatch me out of my car. This is where my mind went. So I started hitting the gas, trying to get out of there, in such a panic state that I didn't think to put it in the drive. So I finally get out of the park in the drive and uh, hit stop on the gas. The e-brake at that point, I have an electronic e-brake, so it catches and it sinks my back back into my car down. So instantly I feel this and I'm thinking something has a hold of my car. So I go even more into panic mode. I come racing down the mountainside, finally pulling the e-brake off. And uh, what was like a 20 or 45 minute trek up to this hill, or up to this road, turned into a quick like 20 minute trek. I don't know if I made it down that road at all alive uh, due to the amount of curves and holes. I mean, it's a it's a logging road. I mean, it's deep in the mountain national forest, so not like it's some maintained road. So, anyways, I get off the logging road back onto the main highway. I believe it's Highway 311, and uh, I get parked off the side of the road. Sorry, that was my and uh, I do. I sit down. I have been hyperventilating, falling, crying, freaking out the whole way down. I've never. I've almost died in the Clackamas River in a canoe, and I didn't. I mean, I didn't. It didn't make me so upset that I was crying. I, mean, I was scared the crap out. Yes, but this was worse. That I cannot. I cannot describe. Quite describe the feeling of like terror that I felt. It, it was it, anything I've never felt before. Uh, and so I get out of my car, and I just sit down. And I, I was having to close myself for, for, the, for the most part, driving down so I didn't die coming out of it. Um, so as soon as I got out of my car and sat, just sat down out of pure shock on the, road, on the side of the road, I just sort of fall. Uh, composed myself, was able to get up and do a walk around on my car, completely expecting there to be some massive ding, ding, something on the side of my right, the back passenger side of my vehicle. And to my complete and sheer amazement, there was absolutely nothing. Um, what I think, uh, not that long ago, I went out uh, on an, uh, an expedition with one of uh, one of my Squatch friends, and he told me that he thinks that maybe it was, uh, it had done a run by and smacked the top black composite uh, railing on the top of my car, which is why there'd be no... Uh, it should explain the noise, because it's attached to my roof, and uh, why there would be no marks. Um, so, that scared the crap out of me. I had PTSD for probably a good week or so after that. Um, 
constantly dreaming about it, waking up in cold sweats. Uh, and then uh, I had sometime after, uh, it was probably a couple weeks later, I had told one of my friends about it, and he instantly got extremely uh, interested in the whole story of what I told him and the whole subject. So we went up to the uh, up in that area. He he wanted to go where I was, where I went and had my encounter. And uh, I told him, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going back up there. I almost just died. Um, but I'll take you around the area. And I'll, if if, there's, if it's still around, more than likely there will be something. So we're, uh, we're driving around, just slowly checking it out. And uh, there was a time, there came, there came a point where the road took a, took a turn. And to the left went down this little gorge area. And to the right, it was up a little berm. Um, up into the wood and on this hillside there was uh i can send you these pictures as well i can't remember if i did already um these uh tracks up the hillside the most peculiar tracks i've ever seen they were uh probably seven i don't know exactly but this is a guesstimate probably about seven six six feet long give or take um, and uh, they had what looked like claws protruding out the front. Now, I've done a lot of uh, investigating and checking in on uh, wildlife double-up double, double up prints. I've seen bear double-triple-up prints. I've seen um, bobcat double-triple-up prints, not in real life, but I've been studying these, and uh, this looked nothing like that. Um, there's usually a very distinguishable uh, ridge in the middle of the foot for a double-up trap. And this had nothing of the sort. It was completely smooth, and the toes protruded down into the soil a good probably six inches. Um, and it was it's tough soil. It's almost clayish, so there there was weight to whatever that made those tracks. Um, that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Me and me and my buddy just kind of looked at each other like, what? Like this isn't right. And I took a video of it even. I can't, like I said, I can't remember if I send it to you, but if not, I'll send all that stuff to you. Um, and then, uh, so that was, we just kind of went about the day and not doing too much. Um, nothing else happened. We didn't see anything else. Uh, I have another one of my buddies that I was, I'd repeated my story to. Um, I think it was a couple months later. And uh, we, uh, I told him about, my situation sorry i got distracted i told him about my situation and uh he got super curious obviously um because that's i don't i just don't fib so my friends my friends tell me or know that if i say something to them like that then i'm not lying no there's something to it maybe they think that i didn't actually see what i saw but it doesn't matter i know what i'm saying anyways um so i told him about my situation and we went up to Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. My bad. The next situation is when I went up to Squaw Lake on Squaw Mountain. That's right. I went up Squaw, I went up to Squaw Mountain. It was probably a month after my foot. We found these traps uh, going up the hillside. And uh, uh, I had planned on going up to this lake on Squaw Mountain um, after work. And meeting a buddy up there to go camping. 
um, who live not that far away from the lake itself. They're just down the road, probably about a half hour to 45 minutes away. Um, and uh, so I'm up there hanging out, waiting for buddy to get there. I show up around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I get all my camp set up and get everything going. And uh, uh, my fire my fire's set up. And uh, sit sit down, just relaxing. You know, I'm camping, sitting in my camping chair, waiting for my buddy to come show up. And uh, it's probably about six, seven o'clock, give or take, right around that time when I finally come to the conclusion that uh, if my buddy isn't here in the next couple hours, he's not coming. So I just start. I decide to start the fire and uh, start hanging out another hour, two hours, and finally, my buddy's not showing up. It's like. 10 o'clock at night at this point, 1030. And uh, so I'd, I have some Sasquatch Chronicles <laughs> playing that I've downloaded on my phone. It's what I do when I go out in the woods, listen to Bigfoot stuff. And uh, sitting there hanging out, and my campfire is probably five feet, six feet in front of me. And uh, to the left, probably about 20 yards at max is the, what is the tree line. Um, and this is a, in the pictures. I'll send you as well. Um, I'm sitting there, and my campfire is the campfire light is barely hitting the first tree to my left. Um, you can barely see uh, the you can barely make out the tree. So I'm sitting there, and out, it's about 10:30 at night, and all of a sudden I get this feeling, almost like someone's watching you. Um, not quite that strong, but that's kind of what. It felt like, like my, my conscious, subconscious was kind of like, hey, buddy, look to the left. So I look to my left, and uh, I just start blinking my eyes and shaking my head and rubbing my eyes because I don't believe what I'm seeing. Sitting there, standing behind the tree, peeking from behind it was what I amount to a juvenile Sasquatch. Uh, and it was busted. It, its face told me so. Um, all I saw was it was a round face with the hairline rounded out on the upper head, forehead, all the way around its ears. Um, I, I couldn't see its ears, but that's what it looked like. Um, I saw like a, a wrinkly looking forehead all the way down to its cheeks. Um, right underneath its eyes was more smooth, so it almost made it look like it had bags. That makes any sense. Yeah. Under its eyes, um, its eyeballs were blacker than black. Um, they were blacker than the than the darkness around it. Um, that's it's that's what that and its lips, which were pursed up like in an oh shit uh, style, uh, or like it's about to whistle. Um, those are the things that stick out most in my mind. Um, I did get a glance of its, its left leg. Um, and the only thing that I remember from the glance was uh, how its arm drooped down past its knee, um, like unnaturally looking. Um, it was very, very eerie. This all took place uh, summer of 2019. So not that long ago, um, it's the uh, the vision of of this watch. It's just any time I think about the name or think about it, 
and or I think of a, a, a image of it, that's that's ingrained in my mind. To me, that's that that's what they look like. I know they look different all over the place, but that's when I saw. Um, and uh, so I I instantly started like internally instantly started freaking out because subconsciously I'm seeing something that isn't going away with me rubbing my eyes, blinking, trying to get it to go away. And I get the same fear I felt on the mountain instantly. It was like, like I was so scared I couldn't move. Um, and I had just instant, almost instantly, as soon as I had this fear come over me, I had this warm, like, rush come over me from my, all the way from my head, all the way down to my toes. And I just felt completely relaxed. Uh, not, like, carefree. Like, I didn't, I had no worries whatsoever. And the uh, best way I can describe it is I had thoughts forced into my head. I don't, I didn't hear like someone talking, like I've heard too many people describe it as. It was more like, thoughts being forced in my head, saying, "There's don't, there's no reason to be scared. I'm only curious." Uh, I have been completely against the whole quote-unquote woo aspect of this. Up until that time, um, I know what I experienced. People can call me crazy. People can call me whatever they want, but I know what I experienced, and uh, it was not natural. Um, they were not my thoughts, and I say that as an as in fact um, because I know the feeling that came along with it. It was almost intrusive, um, but at the same time, I was in a state of sheer joy so it, it was not really intrusive in the moment thinking back it was um so i'm just sitting there having these thoughts and i'm at this point like there's no way no i'm just imagining this there's no way i'm seeing this there's no way any of this is happening and so i have my phone out at that point I'm listening to sasquatch chronicles my screen is up and uh, my, the way my phone is, all I gotta do is slide the bar down, and I have my flashlight there. So, I flip my, my, my flashlight on as I'm looking at this thing at the tree. And, uh, it's buried in my leg, it's hidden. And almost instantly, as soon as I flip my phone up to shine the light at, at its spot, it disappears. It, not, not like, just straight like dissolves into thin air it moved back behind that tree so fast it was a blur there was no noise involved with it coming or going there was no sign of it being behind that tree that i looked for the next day there was nothing it was it was the most serious thing i've ever i've ever experienced man. it was it was super super creepy uh i've heard people argue this day in and day out and I will sit here and be, I'm normally a skeptic, but I know what I experienced. Yeah, yeah. And I, what I experienced is not normal. Things don't just move so fast. They're, they're a blur. Mm. Um, that's, that, the fact that it moved that fast behind the tree really, uh, like sank it in for me. Cause dude, to this day, anytime I think about my encounter, I, I doubt it. I doubt that I saw that. If it wasn't for the fact that I physically saw a blur. Behind, move behind that tree 
I'd say I was losing my damn mind. Yeah, that's normal. That, that you know, that feeling uh, people get, you know, I, I, I couldn't have really seen that. It must have been something else, you know. That is normal. Um, you say it was juvenile. I mean, what gave you that impression? Was it its size or? Yeah, it it was. I'm I'm five eleven, and it it looked to be about my size. Okay. Um, Okay, and did it did it make any noise or? No, no. I, there was saying there was no noise associated with it coming in or out of my camp. Yeah. What about reports in that area? If you were uh, had a look into that, is there many in that location itself? Yeah, um, I'm sure you're familiar with um, uh, the Bigfoot Museum, or maybe not. Um, Cliff Berkman from Finding Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, so he has a Bigfoot museum out in Boring, Oregon, out sitting near Sandy, Oregon, which is about, as a crow flies, two miles from my spot where oh, I had. Okay. Yeah, so, um, and my point of saying that is he has a board up in his museum for sightings. And I've been going in there talking to him quite a bit and stuff. He's been sharing stuff with me. So, yes, wh- that whole area is one big giant hot spot. In mm. fact, Highway 211 from Estacada all the way to, uh, I believe, Central Oregon it takes to is all uh, it's been nicknamed the Bigfoot Highway. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I know this uh, this mind speak as well. I know, um, I like the way you put it. You know, where you said it was intrusive. I think that's quite uh, that's quite an apt way of saying it because obviously that that does lead you to think that something was implanted in your mind. Now, there's two schools of thought on this. Obviously, well, there's probably three schools of thought, to be fair. There's the people who think that this doesn't happen at all. There's the people who think that the Sasquatch can communicate uh, to you in in this way. And then there's a third school of thought, which is maybe releases some sort of uh, pheromone or something that makes that our body interprets as uh, sound or feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Um, I mean, where do you stand on that? I think you you almost sort of answered it, but where do you stand on, you know, which one of those three would you sort of put it at? This is just an opinion I have formed from doing um, extensive research on this subject after what happened to me happened. Um, because honestly, it messed with me hardcore, man. Yeah, yeah. I had a very, very, very um, strict train of thought when it came to this. Um, everyone that thought differently was just crazy and out of their lack of mind. And uh, I have since then apologized to a lot of people for saying things like that to them. Um, I I truly believe that not all Sasquatch are capable of doing that. Um, I think it's kind of like they get to a certain point um, to where they're able and able to to be able to do it i don't know what mm-hmm. that characteristic is of but you know if if you know what i'm trying to say yeah um, yeah i mean it's similar with um or my belief is uh, and you see this in the paranormal field with uh, little kids seem to be uh, more susceptible to see ghosts yes and obviously the you know my train of thought would be it's something to do with a penal gland um obviously that calcifies over time so 
you know when you become an adult it's you know it's no good to you but uh, maybe as a child you you can pick up on these things and obviously when they get to five six seven it starts to fade away so maybe what you're saying is something similar um you know maybe the juvenile ones you know up to a certain age can do this a little bit more readily um or maybe it's just the older ones don't want to do this you know maybe the older ones don't want to interact with uh, humans uh, well, and that's honestly, I truly believe that, uh, and I can't verify this because I don't know for a fact. No. But I, I believe from doing, from looking at past, uh, um, uh, investigations, there was not just the, I only saw the juvenile. I highly doubt that there was not any others around. So, yeah. I mean, it's normally where there's a little one, there's almost always a big one. So, and, uh, all the investigations I've heard, you know, um, and podcasts, interviews that I've heard and all this type of stuff. So, uh, I, I'm not, I'm, only, I'm not only subscribing to the idea that it was the juvenile that was doing that. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know for a fact if I know for a fact that I saw the one, but I don't know if there was any others around that could have possibly been doing the mind speak thing to me and me only seeing the juvenile thinking yeah, it was yeah. coming absolutely i mean that 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 you know that intense fear that you got uh, when the the sound hit the the vehicle um you know it, that almost makes me feel and you know and looking at a lot of cases i've got this impression but it does make me feel like we 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 know about these creatures you know within our genetics within our um history if you like and maybe we we uh, shared the same space at one time with these creatures it does seem like we we know what that noise is we know what that um you know we know it's there but we don't have to see it you know um right. is that something you go along with is it well yeah um i was it's kind of funny you say that because i was just watching a survivor man less Stroud or less Stroud survivor man the bigfoot stuck uh, uh season seven i think it is season six of Whatever, man. And he talks about this. He talks about, uh, I can never pronounce this correctly, so forgive me, uh, pareidolia. Yep. And, and how that, oh, scientists actually think that, that every human has that capability because of our past, um, yeah. being able to see, um, you know, dangers coming in from the bush, uh, predators and all that kind of stuff. So there might be something to what you're saying to that. Yeah. Um, I, I subscribe to that idea. There's a lot of things of our past that scientists claim uh, or that they don't really know, you know, mm. um, there's a lot of stuff that we do know, but a lot of stuff that we do know, but there's still some things that aren't meant to be known, I think. So Absolutely. Uh, I agree with it. I was watching uh, Les Stroud today, actually. He was doing uh, a piece on the coronavirus, as it happens. Yeah. And this, uh, this, you know, people, um, this mass panic um, buying bog rolls and that, so. Yeah, it's quite interesting as you bring him up. Um, but no, yeah, pareidolia. I mean, if those, if anyone's listening, don't know what that is. I mean, just go and look at the clouds and you see, see how long it takes you to see a face or something in the clouds. You know, uh, that's pareidolia. Making so have you got? Sorry, mate. Have you got any plans to go back there? I mean, is this something you do? Do you go regularly back there, or have you took anybody else there? Or uh, I go there regularly. Um, I usually go out um, about four or five times a month um, out to the area. And I just expanded my areas. Um, I found about two or three other extreme hot spots that aren't well known to the general public. 
that I have uh, planned on going out, which is about probably 10, 15 miles due east of, of the Squaw Lake of where I had my encounter. Okay. So it's all it's all it's all relative distance. Um, my the state I live in, the area that I live in, is uh, riddled with uh, spots and encounters from all the way back to when the state was first born so yeah it's uh it's it's interesting man it's the pacific northwest i mean i, I know they're all over the place too but do seem to be yeah it's crazy so so yeah well if anything else happens you must let me know um but it's been a pl- pleasure to speak to you uh tonight this morning in your case um yeah. <laughs> so thanks for sharing your story and uh, like i say if, if anything else happens please let me know and if you've got them photos and you want to send them across that, that'd be fantastic i'll share them on the group so absolutely yeah yeah so i'll uh you know email you uh, those pictures here pretty quick so yeah no worries cheers mate all that kind of stuff thanks for having me on brother i really appreciate it yeah no worries so, uh, all right, well, we'll see you around the block, brother. Take care of yourself, stay safe. Yeah, and you and yours. Well, they've gone. Though, just for now, it wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. They'll be back.